Staring at her brother so Hello, hard. welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Undisputed from Rave and to the Joy Fantastic. Recorded early 1999, and then I think Chuck D was added late 1999 at Paisley Park. I think Chuck D's part might have been recorded in New York, uh, but I think the information I've had just says Paisley Park. On the track, you've got Prince, Chuck D, Morris Hayes, Kip Blackshear, Adele C, and Brother Jules. I don't know who those last two people are but apparently they're on this track the track is 4 minutes 19 or 5 minutes 45 if you listen to the remix on Raven 2 and joining me to talk about today is Antu hello Antu uh, hey Darren I feel like in terms of a genre this might be a rap song maybe a rap song uh, um, I, I think I, I think this is like kind of the I don't know. It's one of those things where Prince keeps saying the words MPG, get rowdy, get rowdy now. Mm -hmm. At one point as well, Chuck D has to say the words MPG, get rowdy as well, which I think is quite funny. (laughs) Yeah. uh, That that he debased himself in that way. Um, But most of it is, this is kind of like, I don't know, like you have that chorus and then you have kind of like a a short verse, a lot of chorus, and then Prince does kind of a rap and then he, (laughs) he brings on, um, he brings on Chuck D to do the, the final rap. Um, you know, after he says check it undisputed, and then you get you know um, Chuck D coming on for a guest appearance. Um, like I've said before, you know, obviously this the whole idea with Arista and you know mm-hmm. Raven to the Joy Fantastic was the idea of replicating Santana's Supernatural. It just never quite worked out like that because <laughs> Santana doesn't sing; he just plays a guitar. Yeah. So all the guests get to be the vocalist, but Prince likes to sing. And occasionally likes to rap. So if you have a guest rapper, Prince is going to do some rapping first. <laughs> and you get to rap at the very end of the song. And not not quite the same as having, you know, Rob Thomas singing smooth. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. This is a rap song in the sense he's doing that talk rapping thing where he's kind of, yeah. it, he's melodicizing it, but it's still, I would say it's kind of singing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, he tells us at the start, once again, I don't follow trends. They just follow me like the Israelites through the Red Sea. Like, it's again, it's sing-songy, easy rap, you know. It might take some time, but you will want to see the undisputed truth and get free. Again, like, getting free was something that the MPG had a habit of doing a lot in between getting rowdy. Um, so yeah and then there's a whole like MPG get rowdy get free feel me love me you know like you know the kind of usual MPG stuff (laughs) you gotta do the chat right like the feel me (laughs) love me (laughs) yeah which again that you know what that feels like he's ripping off um, Tommy Um, because it's that song where it's like love me feel me isn't there so you mean um, the who's Tommy or the who's Tommy? Yeah, okay. I have never listened to that actually. Okay, well, there's a song in there where he sings "Love Me, Feel Me" because obviously he's, he's a mute, deaf, blind person, so okay. you know, touch is the only sense he has left. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, I mean, I think if you're, I guess if you're a, um, you know, if you're a Chuck D completist, I think you would listen to this song and all the way through, you know, all four minutes or five minutes if you're listening to the remix. You'd be sitting there being like, when am I going to hear Chuck D? When is Chuck D going to come in? <laughs> like, when are we going to get he's, to the fireworks factory? Like The backup 
like oohs and ahs, like the ooh, feel me. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, no. You do have the the you know once again yeah. you do have that that he actually samples Chuck D before Chuck D comes in. Um, once again, you know, it's the, D. Um, once again, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Prince actually samples Chuck D before. I don't know. Chuck D might have sung that live. Hmm. Um, you know, you don't know what the situation was, but yeah, I don't know. Like. Uh, these types of songs that they never really interest me that much. Like, I guess if I was at a Prince concert and he was singing Get Rowdy and everyone was getting rowdy, then... <laughs> but the, the, I the, I mean, it's just kind of so embarrassing that he says MPG. This is the thing. Like, <laughs> he thinks this what is What do you mean? We're, people... like, multiple albums into, like, the MPG being a thing now. <laughs> yeah, but they're not the really time. a thing. This is, the, like, <laughs> you know, Prince keeps trying to make it happen where people are like, oh, yeah, MPG, like, New Power Generation. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with whatever that is. <laughs> But like, even after doing like three solo albums and having them feature on like four other albums, and having them be Prince's backing band yeah. for like fifteen years, they still like they're still not a thing. You can't chant MPG and people are like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I get what you're saying. It, like it, it, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like he is trying to make it happen, <laughs> but it it's also like sadly enough. Like now that he's deceased, like. Like if like if someone used the word MPG, I'm like, oh, that person's a crazy Prince fan. For there's no way they're like not talking about the new power generation unless someone else is taking that initials like in the zeitgeist. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone else is. I mean, over here, you know, you might be talking about the National Portrait Gallery, um, <laughs> but I doubt I doubt very much that people are talking about the National Portrait Gallery. Um, <laughs> That's probably that's probably why the MPG shop failed over here because people were like, like there's, no por- there's no portraits in here. Why why can I not see any portraits? I do like the um, idea of like the National Portrait Gallery like trying to euphen up their image with like using their NPG get rowdy hook in one of their ads or something. Like, well, as as we speak, the the National Portrait Gallery has a Michael Jackson um, exhibition currently going on, um, which has the title M- Michael Jackson. On the wall. <laughs> uh, that's pretty Because terrible. that's where the pictures are. They're yes. on the wall. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would have liked it if they'd have had, if they'd have just put them on the floor and they'd have been Michael Jackson off the wall. But, <laughs> you know, that's a missed opportunity. But yeah, so, you know, we get Prince talking about at the very core of my thinking I originally. All right, wait, you got to like go back to the general thesis of this song, which is like, yeah, I am a complete b- Prin- badass, like, in every well, way. Well, also, he doesn't follow trends, they follow me. <laughs> yeah, which is so arrogant, like, and, and like, kind of true. Not well. true in this song. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not true in this song. Not this in is like Prince a... very much following. Yeah, not in a hip-hop sense, no, like, in, in regards to... But this is still Prince, like I said, doing the sing-songy, you know, at the very, at the very core of thinking I originate. That's why you'll never know my thinking or my fate. <laughs> Invisible unless you are my mate. <laughs> If not, you think you see me, I disintegrate. <laughs> so, like, what is that line? Those lines are like, so if you're his mate, then you have a complete understanding of Prince, apparently. Yeah. Otherwise, he disintegrates. It's... And he says, Dis-, then, of course, he does. I mean, I guess this is this is kind of like something that, you know, rappers would do these days, which is they'd say a word on one line and then they would take the meaning and change it on the next line. Mm-hmm. So he repeats, disintegrate my thoughts from yours, which doesn't make any sense because is he trying to say unintegrate? Like not the opposite of integrate? Because that's not disintegrate. <laughs> disintegrate my thoughts from yours sounds like something out of Shakespeare, frankly. 
know. Yeah, I mean, you like, can feel him coming out of your pores, <laughs> and he's understood and adored. And then you know, we get the kind of you're 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 just too much subject. That's why you're out of touch. And it's like, so what's this claim? Out of what, my dear? I am the touch. I do. I mean, I do kind of like that. I do like the. <laughs> That's a great. Line. I can't. I can't. I can't be out of touch because I am, I am the so, touch. Like no one's claimed. Just does... <laughs> Has anyone said that ever? Like, I am the touch. I no. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I really, really dig this like whole attitude and outlook. You, I can't be out of touch. I am the touch. You know, it's, but like, like <laughs> doesn't really make any sense. But still, it's like okay, I guess. But like, can we say like in the context of what was happening musically at the t- at the time? Was Prince probably was out of touch? I meant. Like it... oh, completely out of touch. Like this entire album is just Prince proving how little, as a forty-something-year-old, he knew about the current music scene. He he he, na- he name drops later in the song where he says, "My level is now what you must learn to rise above. Talk to D'Angelo, or better yet, quest love." Yeah, which is I which I th- think is pretty cool. Like being name checked by Prince, like that must have like made. Like both of those days, they would have been like, "Yes, we we've done it. We've been name checked by Prince, and kind of making more relevant yeah. music than he he is at the time." I I mean I guess yeah, and you know I think the thing is well Quest. I mean it's interesting because you know Questlove produced um, some stuff for Nick Acosta, and Nick Acosta ended up touring with Prince like yep. a year after this. So you know I guess there's a little bit of a connection, and obviously you know Questlove has told stories about kind of how he met Prince and all this kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like you know, like tell me someone who's in the charts, Prince. Like <laughs> it's you know it's 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 1999. Give me an idea of what you think the current music scene is and how you think you're better than that current music scene. Like I, the way I see it, like late era, late nineties. Like, late era Prince is all about, like, he's become, you know, like, hey, how ACDC just puts out the same record, like, and they've, like, maintained the same sound for, like, decades or whatever. Like, they have, like, their own insular world. Like, this is, while this song sort of illustrates, like, yes, he's out of touch in a way and not, like, contemporaneous. This is, like, Prince, like, oh, well, he lives in a vacuum. Yes, he, he in his world, like, I'm not out of touch. I am the touch because, like, in his universe of like his own he's like his, uh, his own genre onto himself which is why this... yeah i mean I, I guess i guess there'd be no way for him to kind of relate to you know westlife or the backstreet boys or the venga boys or you know which... ronan keaton or you know britney spears or luke baker or ricky martin <laughs> Or S Club Seven, like you know, or Eiffel sixty five. He could have you know, been like, like he could have at least like, I mean, name checking D'Angelo and Questlove, like they were doing pretty good work and like very much. D'Angelo hadn't. Re- D'Angelo, excuse me, D'Angelo had not released an album for about three years. He wouldn't release an album for another decade. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 wasn't like Voodoo on the Voodoo is like nineteen ninety nine or two thousand? Right? Maybe I, like D'Angelo's. Close infrequent like yeah. he released as many albums over like the last 20 years as prince released in 1996 alone <laughs> like his his musical output is very low yeah or well, i mean like the soul quarians basically i mean they were like doing work that was like <laughs> their era they were coming into at that time and come on yeah i mean the thing is like at the time you know like uh lauren hill yeah. you know had won tons of grammy awards like 
you know, name name drop Lauren Hill. You know, if you're gonna name drop anyone, yeah, okay. you know, of you know, like it feels like name dropping Questlove, who was still kind of on the fringes and who obviously now is best known for being the band leader on a talk show. Yeah. Like, but he's still Questlove. Like he was still like a, a producer and like a session drummer and stuff. Like he wasn't not like a musician at the time. He wasn't like yeah, I'm yes, I'm, and and he seems like a, a very chill guy, but. It just feels like Prince is completely out of touch. Like you know, the like let's put it like this: before, before you know, before Raven to the Joy Fantastic, yeah. Prince had a beef with Lenny Kravitz over "Rock and Roll Is Dead," <laughs> a song that people who are gigantic Lenny Kravitz fans don't even remember. So, like, and he, you know, that's kind of that. It feels like Prince kind of, I don't know, it, like bringing in Chuck D, who at this point, let's say. It's a little past his prime. Yeah. It like, just, it just, it, it feels kind of, it feels gimmicky. And it's probably one of the things I don't, you know, I really don't like about this album. Like, you know, not only does the production sound very kind of claustrophobic mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of samey, but at the same time, every single guest appearance, it just ends up feeling so gimmicky. It just doesn't, it just doesn't fit. It just does not fit in, <laughs> you know, and Prince, <laughs> Prince taking, taking the words like, you know, MPG, and then saying Chuck, you know, like, as if <laughs> Chuck D is a member of the MPG, <laughs> yeah. like, that's that's never going to happen. Um, like, but it is, you know, there's, are, there's a cool element of, like, him that's, there's, yes, you're right, it's kind of, like, very gimmicky having Chuck D on, on his album, and it, yeah, like, <laughs> I guess if we we're going to talk about Supernatural, like, comparing it to Santana Supernatural, where, like, those were, like, effective contemporaneous choices for like people for him to do it with and if not like he kind of even picked people before they were like on the on their rise you know what i mean like he was like oh that person's yeah. an up-and-comer where like prince is kind of like okay i'm prince so i can as- get these people to do whatever i want <laughs> basically and he's i mean as as much as like yeah. you know like the whole of, of supernatural was so kind of like it was an entire marketing exercise putting that thing together but it worked because Clive Davis took the time to yeah. find, like you say, people who were about to become famous and put them, you know, use Santana to springboard them. Yeah. And he also brought spring, you know, Santana back into relevance, you know. So it kind of achieved two things. Raven to the Joy Fantastic does neither of those things. It did not. It did not make Prince more relevant. Um, you know, it was not a comeback, and it also didn't help any of the people who made guest appearances. <laughs> Um, wait, wait. Know, and I mean, kind of. I mean, like, I, you, I, I mean, it didn't make a big difference. Were, no, like, no. Did, like, I think Eve would have been pretty famous regardless of what had happened. I mean, I mean, it didn't did it make any difference to Chuck D? Did Chuck D's career change in any way after this? <laughs> didn't, didn't. I guess make not. Any but difference. I mean, like Chuck D, like yes, he had he he was probably at his most famous during the height of Public Enemies, like relevance, like. I guess not. Like, it, I mean, it it was like, did Prince and Public Enemy have like like an audience overlap? Maybe like mom and pop Prince fans were like, hey, maybe I should listen to the Black CNN. You know, <laughs> jump on that train. I I think the only the only overlap you get is that Spike Lee, you know, obviously used yeah. you know Public Enemy songs and then he used Prince songs. Um, you know, but Girl Six is a terrible film and. <laughs> You know, like that's like that's the difference. Is it like it feels like when people use print stuff, they use it at the point where it's like not relevant anymore. Yeah, like um, I guess and like Prince at this point had become 
like he had solidify his audience like in terms of like putting out quote-unquote new music like you were, once you were like a prince fan you were a prince fan for life but you weren't like gonna jump on the prince train per se from hearing his new record like well if this song had ever got any radio airplay or had been played on any of like the you know the, the hip-hop or rap yeah. stations i don't think any of those listeners would go oh i'm gonna have to go out and buy raven to the joy fantastic yeah, I'm, I'm getting npg Which... tattooed on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my arm because i'm a part of this yeah. club now I, like it just that's and that's the thing like you know people heard you know smooth they went out and bought santana albums and they also went out and bought matchbox 20 albums like yeah it worked it worked both ways this did neither of those things um but you know let's talk about chuck d's rap come on <laughs> yeah I, I actually... come all to the download ball did you say like, download or download download the download ball <laughs> yeah so is that like there's no think... there's no curfew to hurt you no substitutions schools now in session put down the Smith and Wessons I mean that still feels relevant today okay let's wait. not get too political wait, I when I'm listening to this like hearing him say schools now in session I'm I just think about how like charismatic and Chuck D is basically and how I really wish he was like my lecturer at school like I would listen to him talk about whatever like. School's now in session. Like, put down the Smith & or, or if you were about to commit a school shooting, you would put down your Smith <laughs> like, & Wesson. You like having Chuck D as like the negotiator. Is that what you're saying? That, well, the negotiator too. Let's, you know, I mean, <laughs> let's let's not retread the, I mean. <laughs> you mean like the film, like the negotiator? like having, Yeah, the film Negotiator, yeah. Like with having, Kevin Spacey and Samuel Jackson. Like, so like Samuel Jackson is the Chuck D character. Well, Chuck D is the Samuel Jackson character role like who's going to be kevin spacey this time no he's he's the no he's the kevin spacey role because he's he's <laughs> yeah, the one yeah. who's inside he's the inside man on this particular okay case. wait but i mean that film's about two negotiators talking which i was like he... it is okay and yeah. chuck d is the negotiator who's inside the building okay. samuel jackson is a negotiator outside the building <laughs> okay yeah in this case yes yeah, so reversing would... the roles because in the first one yeah, it's about... it was Samuel Jackson. Yeah, so you know we we're reversing the roles, but anyway, he says you know real renegades don't invite grenades to make the grade. Okay, this is a brain raid. That doesn't sound pleasant. Uh, <laughs> who rise above the lies? Raise above these days. This is a thing. Is this isn't sing songy? Like having renegades, grenades, and grade in the same line. That is what a real rapper does. That's that's using the language interestingly, yep. and then and then following up with this is a brain raid who rise above the lies you know like the rise and lies you know like that's interesting what prince was doing was simply kind of very basic and you know this kind of embarrasses prince a little bit because you know it, it kind of makes things it, it shows what a professional rapper actually does uh, even if he ha- does have to say the words mpg get ready at one point in here which is great like frankly like i, I love hearing chuck d like chuck d like if you could he needs to be a voice actor of some sort in his he needs to like do that way. Like, but anyway, he has a very distinctive voice. Let's put it like that. But you know, he says new ways designed as a craze. I mean, that's nonsense. Uh, got you back against the status they throw at us. Status us like the you know, just interesting rhymes within lines. You know, um, of course, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, you mean you like know. his whole verse? Like this? Like it's the same vibe of like, hey, we're well, breaking I down the rules, baby. <laughs> like, I, it's, yeah, it's just. <laughs> It's just boasting. It's just rap boasting, which in which is like the least interesting rapping because it's like okay, I get it. You're a good rapper, and you're proving this by rapping, but you're not really saying that much. I mean, last band standing got a knocked over, got a knock my overstanding. What are you talking about? Uh, according to the planning, 
look up to the sky, no cable wire. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he actually sings God Bless the Child, which is like, okay. Yeah, which I did not um, get at all. Like, is that a reference to Billy Holiday? I don't like I don't get probably. it. Probably. I mean, he's putting himself on the same level. Um <laughs> and then of course we have the so funky and then we get, you know, some laughing. We didn't talk about that whole like I can give you power, I can take it away, <laughs> I can make you dead with this guitar I play, and then he plays the most yeah, the, I, the least I mean, danceable I, I guitar line ever. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I didn't think there was really much to that. It's just like a mid-late where he talks about, you know, commercialization of music is what brought it down. It's yeah. like, okay, Prince. Like, okay, well, I'm... Just at... signed, you've signed a one-album deal with Arista. Let's not be <laughs> let's not be throwing them bricks inside this very hastily constructed glass house. All right, wait, wait. But, um, like, he's, like... This, this is what the whole thesis of the song to me is, like, breaking out the reins of, like, <laughs> the commercialization of music, like... Chuck D singing about download ball, like get ready for the download era. And then like uh, commercialization of music is what brought it down. And then it goes into like an opera classical Baroque thing. Cause I'm assuming like in the classical era, there was no charts to care about or whatever. There were charts. This is the weird thing. There were, before when classical music was around, there were charts in such as sales of sheet music was how you measured the popularity as in, of certain as songs. As in, like that's what was happening back in Mozart's or Be- before records, before records. So before like 1900, you would measure the and even even up until like you know uh, until the 33 and and what and the 45 were yep. introduced. Even in the 20s and 30s, you would measure the popularity of a song by how much sheet music was being sold. Wow. That's how the Gershwins made their money. But, you know, Prince says heavy rotation. This is not a song that's going to be in heavy rotation. <laughs> Prince, don't put the word heavy rotation in a song that is not going to get any rotation at all. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it feels like kind of a nothing of a song. You know, Prince is saying undisputed. Chuck D is saying undisputed. And I think I would dispute that. I would heavily <laughs> dispute this. This entire song is in dispute. Like... Yeah. To me, it's like I don't know. It's like, it feels cruel to say two out of five, but oh, wow. know, it feels like a two out. Of, I just, I just don't enjoy it. Like, and also, it's not particularly memorable. Like, I listen to this song, and by the time I get to the end of the song, I forget what the song was even about. You know, like aside from like Prince sampling the once again, you know, from Chuck D, and that's from another song, which is more interesting than this song. But just like I'm not, this is this is what the entire of New Power Soul was. It was songs where Prince would be talking about get rowdy and you know, make your head bob and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, it's not interesting me. Like, you, the song isn't telling me anything. And it's also not proving your point. If your point is, I am really great, you know, I can't be out of touch because I am the touch. You, you are way out of touch. You are no longer the touch. Whatever the touch was, Prince, you. it's on a bus out of here. You're nowhere, you're no longer near the touch. You are definitely out of the touch. Uh, um, I think I've heard so many kind of bad things about this album that, uh, my expectations were a lot lower, so I kind of really enjoyed this song for some reason. I don't know why, I guess. <laughs> I really enjoyed Chuck D's rapping it, and I know I'm going to give it three and a half for me, personally. I mean, like, the remix was called the Moneyapolis mix, <laughs> so the fact that he calls Minneapolis Moneyapolis, that's the entire cleverest thing in this song. <laughs> and it's not even that clever. Um, and you know, Brother Jules is doing scratches, and you know, Kit Blackshear is doing vocoder, and you know, Adele C, she's the one who comes in with the opera vocals. You know, I mean, Chuck D is credited as a, as a rhyme animal, and it's like, okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, 
I mean, it's just it's just not like this entire album is like it is a really hard listen for me just because I'm waiting for I'm waiting for at least two or three songs to really stand out. Mm-hmm. But everything is kind of bumping along at roughly the same level. And it, it you know, it like the album kind of, I think, gets a little better from here on. But it's, you know, this is a really weak start to the album. Like, you know, the title track is OK. And then this and then we go into The Greatest Romance, which is not fantastic like in terms of like openings to a prince album if i was trying to persuade someone to become a fan of prince mm-hmm. there's no way i could play these three songs back to back and be like here you go listen to the rest of this album people a- after the first three songs on this album people would be like i don't want to listen to anything else ever again like <laughs> i rip my ears rip my ears off and stick them in my eyes or something i don't want to mm-hmm. i don't want to take part like this is just not a way to sell people on Prince. That's the problem I have. You know, there's there's little bits and pieces in here that are enjoyable, but overall, I find it, you know, to be like one of the more mediocre songs that Prince put out. And for me, like, Rave is possibly the low point of Prince's career because he's so desperately trying mm-hmm. to, to kind of get over. And, you know, this is like, what, 15 years after Purple Rain? <laughs> like... You have to kind of accept you're not a twenty year old who's on the zeit- in the zeitgeist anymore. You have to you have to kind of accept your role. And I think it takes like once we get to Rainbow Children, I think Prince has realised what mm-hmm. his place is, you know. But it's still hard to kind of hear Prince trying to be relevant mm-hmm. in the song and failing so hard. Well, anyway, I feel like I said about as much as I can about <laughs> Undisputed. Let's go to plugs, Antti. Uh, all right. Uh, just follow me on Twitter at a n h t u comedy. So Antu comedy. And yeah, just like my tweets, just all my stuff. All right, cool. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. So you can email us, not sure where you would, at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Unless, of course, you are Chuck D, then by all means, do email. <laughs> yes, let us um, know if you're <laughs> teaching at any universities soon. And thanks once more for being my guest here on two. Uh, no problem, Darren. And otherwise, goodbye. Hey, hey, hey. Hello.